Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 75. Today, we are going to be talking about the Oscar nominations and movies we have seen, like Joker. Yes. 1917, Marriage Story, and Little Women. Awesome. Among others. Yes. Uh, But before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? Doing great. Thank you for asking. I feel like I haven't seen you in a little while. No, I I saw you Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it's been forever these few Uh, days that we've had to live without each other. I know. Gosh. Yeah. So I'm doing good. Um, I had a really nice day today. The, The sun was out and I did a little mini... Uh, project. Um, uh, so that was nice. And it's just chill. So I had a good day. How about you? How are you doing? Yeah, I had a great day. Yay. It was great. And Yay. I had fun prepping for today. And Me too. And we decorated our area as much as we could yeah. uh, for our Oscar nominated pre party. Yeah, I'm so so happy that you were able to do that. I walked in today and it was all cute and decorated. And I was like, oh, my friend, so so awesome. <laughs> I love the Oscars. I, I love. I grew up watching this show mm. every. I mean, since I was little, I would watch the whole thing. Oh wow! I have sometimes people say, "Oh, it's boring," or oh. "I don't want to watch this or that it's or whatever." Awesome. I love everything about yeah. it. It yeah. has been. It is my dream to Aww. to win something someday. I think I um, we should probably put aside like a like we should open up a bank account and just start putting money in there so uh-huh. that one of these days uh-huh. we're gonna go. Um, oh, and do our little excursions. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Right? I think yeah. we should do that. Yeah, we need to do that. We need to like you know we need to get a ticket to the Oscar ceremony and be one of those. Um, yeah. People that sit in the seat, seat yeah. fillers, seat yeah. fillers. Heck yeah, yeah. Oh, it'd be so cool. I know. Yeah. Maybe I'll like fall off the balcony into like um, <laughs> Jason Momoa's lap or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you yeah. caught me. I know. You're so strong. <laughs> oh, I feel so faint. <laughs> so. In thinking about our question of the day, yeah, um, who do you think is going to win the Oscar for Best Actress? Oh, actress. Uh-huh. Let's see. Well, oh my gosh. So there is Cynthia Erivo from Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Sersha Ronan, Little Women, mm-hmm. Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Renee Zellweger for Judy. Oh, Renee Zellweger. Mm. Have, you haven't seen Judy, right? No. I haven't seen it either, but I'm going to let you answer this one first. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. I'm. Oh, do I have to pick one? <laughs> what do you think? Hmm. I'm going to go with Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Well, she got nominated twice, right? I know. Yeah. Best actress and best supporting actress. So she's like, she's super trending on my feed for some reason. So I'm going to go, I'm going to say Scarlett Johansson. I think that she has, um, she's had an amazing career. And and I think that she's also um, uh, an inspirational woman that that people can look up to Mm -hmm. of all ages. You know, and I say like, an idol I think of people of all ages you could be any age and have somebody who you look or you're inspired by right and no, so right. I, I'm I'm I've, I'm very inspired by her um and I watch a lot of the movies that she's done even her early movies mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm a big fan of hers and I'm gonna go with her I love all the other women yeah, as well I was gonna say that <clears throat> but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Scarlett what about you, Diana? Who do you think? Oh, you know what? This one is kind of hard. Um, I've actually only seen two of the movies, which is Marriage Story and Little Women. Mm-hmm. And both of those performances were really awesome. But I wish I had seen Harriet. I, I've i heard that she's done, uh, Cynthia has done a, an amazing job. So I would like to see that. But I've heard Renee Zellweger is kind of the shoe-in. It's hers to lose. I mean, think about it, doing this iconic uh, singer, actress, mm-hmm. and you know her life. Um, 
uh, you know, it's it's hard. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. So I, I think, you know, the Academy is going to give it to her. But I have to say, I would be pleasantly surprised to see Charlize Theron win. Oh, I cool. haven't watched this movie, but mm-hmm. I've I, I know I just think she's an amazing actress. Well, she's won so. an Academy Award. She has from um, Monster. Monster. Yeah. Yeah, she was. So she good. has. So she, the way she transformed her body. Uh huh. She was also really good in. Um, she's Tully. good in like so many things. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't know. We'll see. So um, I don't even have to ask. But mm. <laughs> who do you think is going to win for lead actor? I don't know. Walking <laughs> well, Phoenix. I know. <laughs> Hands down, I just think he he owned it um, in that movie, The Joker, or not The Joker, excuse me, because I never even say that. I just say Joker. I know. All caps. Yeah. Okay? I believe that he has earned that title, and, um, you know, for a while, like, when I talk about Joker with people in Joaquin Phoenix, people are like, oh, yeah, he went AWOL for a little while. I'm like, yeah, he did, but see, people remember him because yeah. of that? Yeah. And, um... I I like the the mystery in him, and I like right. I like how he made a comeback, and he did some really amazing movies um, after he had taken that hiatus for whatever reason that he did that for. Um, but I think that the that that movie that he played Joker, um, his name was uh, Arthur uh, Fleck, and uh, I just think that he I I can't imagine anybody else portraying him. I, I can't. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet, and I'm really... I've been wanting to. It's on my Netflix DVD rental, but I keep missing getting it, so... Oh, you got to move it to your top. I do. It's on my top. It keeps telling me short wait for the last three weeks. Oh. Just go to Target and buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Purchase it. Had the boys... Everybody's seen it. No, no one has seen Ah! it. And family. No one has seen it. You guys are going to have to... You're going to have to bribe... You're These so kids, <laughs> like, I got some magic cookies. <laughs> You're all going to sit down for movie night. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Who do you think's going to win? Well, I just want to mention all these lead actors. So Antonio Banderas and Pain and Glory. Now, I haven't seen this, but I've heard his performance is amazing. <laughs> I mean, I did see Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and yeah. I just think he's so good in oh, this. Oh my gosh, he's he was so, so amazing. Good. Oh. Um, then there's Adam Driver in Marriage yeah. Story. Very, very original actor. Right and there. also Jonathan Price from The Two Popes. Mm. Now, I haven't seen this movie either. So, but and, you could watch it at any time, right? Yes, yeah. I can. Um, so... I've now I've heard I'm going with what I've heard right so I've heard it's going to be well it's again it's Joaquin Phoenix's to lose I think but I I've heard that if anybody's going to give him a run for his money it's going to be Adam Driver mm. so but I'm going to go with Joaquin Phoenix too oh yay yeah yeah cool. even though I haven't seen it I yeah. just love the you know the trailers that I see on it and I just yeah. hearing him win his award on the Golden Globes and I'm like oh man and you know you have seen little bits and pieces and and just everything I've read and mm. it just seems very deserving I don't to know me. how yeah I don't know how he did it um I do understand your second as Adam Driver because you know he was it was such a emotional movie and the relationship that these people had in the movie and how they had to portray right. those characters was like I don't like how do you do that yeah you know how do you do that and just everything like body language everything uh-huh. was on point yeah so I I this is so hard this I would be itching in my seat if I were any of these people I know <laughs> oh my gosh so friends out there listening let us know what you think you can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our screens and focus facebook page you can follow us on our instagram and subscribe to our website and our youtube channel okay diana so you and i both saw marriage story yeah tell me what you thought so marriage story is a 2019 drama film written directed and produced by noah bombach Mm -hmm. starring of course adam driver who we you know 
really love. And Scarlett Johansson and Laura Dern. And, of course, we've said that they're all up for Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Dern is up for Best Supporting Actress. Awesome. And, again, she is supposed to kind of be the favorite to win. I would say. Yeah. Well, this film was so realistic and well-acted and written, and I and I really, really did like it. Um, it was emotional watching this because, you know, I could feel both sides and the struggle each of them had with each other. I mean, first they were going to go through it without lawyers, and then they got lawyers involved, and then there was bicoastal, you know, divorce that was happening. So it was was just so complicated and such a roller coaster of emotions. And I don't want to give too much away for those who haven't seen it, but the ending, it really touched me, and I felt very satisfied by it. And like I said before, I love Adam Driver (laughs) and also Merritt Weaver. Yeah. I I love that she played um, the sister, Scarlett Johansson's sister. Yeah, I love her. I know you do. Oh, yeah, because she was in Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And The Uh, Walking Dead. And The Walking Dead, Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. I love this movie as well. Yeah. I would say, um, like you're talking about the emotion, I definitely felt a connection because I've I've been in those shoes. I've been Mm -hmm. on both sides. Yeah. Uh, of those people's um, experiences. And so it was really hard for me to watch. But I was really into it. Yeah. yeah. And I really did enjoy watching this movie. I, I was actually stressed and frustrated. And I felt the love and the compassion through the right. actors. Yeah. Right. And there was a child involved. Yeah. So it was like even more of a statement. Right. Because that's real. Yeah. And it's so important. Um, and this movie just... It's just... Like I said, it just felt so real to me. And it can probably actually probably help people and give insight and explanation about the difficulty in marriage mm-hmm. but might scare people from getting married too <laughs> yeah, yeah hopefully I not I, I, was, <laughs> I was hoping it would inspire them to so even though they had so many struggles and maybe didn't do the best thing for the other person I felt that they worked through some of it it was very bumpy yeah but they tried they did so i appreciated that they tried and that's what i would hope would people would pick up on Uh uh-huh yeah i know and i think that um that's i don't want to say that's what you do in a marriage but i think that's what um can define a marriage Mm -hmm. working at it right right and i think that's what i mean where it might scare people from getting married because i know people who are very afraid of committing to that right and having this experience like they just don't want to deal with that yeah but for me it's it was helpful yeah that's good. So I, yeah. I and I and I love these actors as well as you do. Right. Yeah. And so them being so organic and natural, uh-huh. it was so helpful. It was like you just a uh, big brother watching through right. a lens without yes. them even knowing. Yeah. So it was written really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So, so good. You know. And um, you know, like just the feelings. Like imagine finding out that your spouse had an affair. How would you handle that situation? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Or how, how would you? You know, if you were that spouse that had the affair, you know, how would you represent that? Um, And so I thought about all those things. And Adam Driver did a phenomenal job. Scarlett Johansson did an amazing job. I, you know, like I said earlier, she is an inspiration. And like even through a character, like you and I get so attached to our characters. And so that was something (laughs) that, you know, we can say. And I have really grown to love Adam Driver as an actor. And he's just becoming more and more on my list of movies that I want to see. Right. Scarlett Johansson is already an actor who I love watching. She is so talented. And watching her play a strong, fun-loving mother who is nurturing as well as, you know, her amazing relationship with her child. You know, it's a mother. Um, I am sure many people would fantasize of her being their mother or wife, right? Because she's just such a good example of that. And this movie, you guys, it's really important to see. And I completely recommend this movie to you. Watch it on uh, Netflix. Yeah. I know. It's so easy. Just do it. Heck yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the next movie we watched is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So what were your thoughts (laughs) on this? Well, I couldn't wait to watch this movie. I remember when my eldest son came home from watching that movie. And I always asked, how was it? 
And he was like, oh, my gosh, Mom, you have to see this movie. And wow. he was like, yeah. So he loved that movie wow. initially. I find that very theater. interesting for younger people to see it because they don't really know the history behind yeah, it. He didn't. I was like, oh, because wow. I had heard that it was about, you know, the Manson family. And yeah. he was like, he was like, who's that? I know exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, he missed so much. Yeah. Right? And, I, and so then I pulled up a picture of what he looked. And he was like, oh, yeah, there was a guy that looked like that, but he wasn't really in the you know, So he was just yeah. like not sure what was going on with that yeah. part. But he did say that there was some weird stuff that had happened, and he recommended, and he said that I would love it, because he knows uh, my genre. He yeah. knows what I like. Uh-huh. And so I am just so glad that this movie was created. I think that anyone who is a fan of director mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino needs to see this movie. The alternate universe of the Manson family and what they were intending to do to the residents of Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate was just genius. Yeah. I didn't understand the premise at first, and I kept questioning it. I watched him a bit with my dad, and we were both like, what the hell is going on? We didn't get it, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, when Bra- you know, I just love seeing Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's friendship and how amazingly adorable that was. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a friendship with someone, you know, the way that they did. Right. And I think that person is you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they both just cracked oh. me up. Yeah. And Leonardo especially... You know, with his Hollywood persona, and Brad Pitt seemed to be in Leonardo's corner throughout the entire he movie. He was. He totally was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine having a friend like that? Right. Um, yeah. So, and then uh, another favorite actor in this movie was Brandy. Brandy the Pitbull. Such a blessing. And if you love dogs, and especially pit bulls like me, uh-huh. I highly recommend this movie because you will be so blown away. So tell me what you thought about this movie. So I had seen this when it came out. So and uh, I I loved it. I love this tribute to Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino is an incredible filmmaker and his love for Hollywood and film is apparent. And I thought both Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt gave such amazing performances they were both so funny and entertaining and i thought that that little girl Mm -hmm. uh in this movie was so incredible she was such a scene stealer (laughs) julia butters kind of a cool name right yeah and i also appreciated all the little intricate details the music by paul revere and the raiders and roy head with treater wright i mean i just love those songs yeah and i love the look and the feel from the era the actors and musicians at that time. I mean, they had Steve McQueen at a party mm-hmm. along with Michelle Phillips and Mama Cass, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a lot of people don't even know who they are. You know, Michelle and Mama Cass are from the Mamas and the Papas. And they were actually, so they were in the movie when Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski, you know, went to the Playboy Mansion. But also in real life, they were all friends that would hang out. So I just thought that that was so, I just love that, right? Putting um, these people that you know from Hollywood and sticking them in this movie. I just thought it was so cool. Well, yeah, because the way that they portrayed that was done so perfectly, like, for me, if I were to just go to a Playboy Mansion, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, like tripping on everything. Right. But Sharon Tate, when she walked in, who was played by Margot Robbie. Right. Just skipping in there, dancing yes. already. Yes. Like, it was just normal. Like, oh, I've been here plenty of yes. times. Like, I know yes. all these people. Uh-huh. That's like, we don't get to see that. Yeah. Ever. Right. So for us to have that reenacted. Yes. I love it. I loved it. Yes. It's so funny that you say that because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like this probably really happens. This is how the parties happened back mm-hmm. then. I don't know how they happen now, but back then. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it doesn't even, was... like, phase them. Oh, no. they're so-and-so. They're right. so-and-so. Yeah. No. That's just their crew. Right. Exactly. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then, you know, the fact that Tarantino put this, you know, Sharon Tate and the Manson family in 1969 as the backdrop of this alternate reality for this relationship between Rick, the aging actor played by DiCaprio, and Cliff, his stuntman played by Pitt. I mean, it was just genius mm-hmm. just marrying these two, you know, different ideas and putting them together. I, I just thought it was so, I just thought it was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And 
in this movie, I didn't know where it was going because I know what happened to Sharon Tate. I know. And I was afraid. I mean, really afraid. Right. And, um, but I have to say, I thought Tarantino handled it perfectly. I know. And hysterically, hello. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my yes. gosh. Yeah. I had a conservative um, friend come visit me the other day, and she's like, oh, I just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> and she and like I was like, you did what you think. And she, she's like, she was laughing the whole time. She absolutely loved it, and she loved the um, flamethrower. That was her favorite part. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. <laughs> so when we, I yeah. rented it, um, I watched it with my dad, and then I watched, you know, anyway, Gabe watched it twice before I sent it back to Netflix. Oh, okay. Because he yeah. loved it. And he yeah. pointed out things that, like, you just don't catch on right away. Yeah. It was so funny. So yeah. if you get a chance, watch it again. I think that's definitely a movie to own, for sure. Uh, we actually do own it. And I started watching it again last night because I haven't seen it since it first premiered. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get to get through all of it. And I was just picking up, just in the first 45 minutes, um, I was picking up on all these things that... I remembered, but I had forgotten, right? Mm -hmm. Because it had been the time. But I was thinking, oh, this movie is such a gem. I love all these things about I know. it. So um, just everything felt so 1969. I, I, I just felt like it. Yeah. You know, I, I just. The cars, was, the, even, the wardrobe. Yeah, even the girl in the dumpsters, because they really did do that. I've read mm. the Manson uh, family and. The girls, they, that one main girl, I can't think of her name right now, but she really looked like somebody picked her out of 1969 and put her here. I'm like, how does a girl still look like that? You know, how does a girl from 2019 or whenever they made this movie, um, you know, how do you get that? that look yeah. of her. Sure, you can have makeup and whatever, but sometimes there's just... The features. The, the, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Stranger Things, how like right. those kids yes. in the Stranger Things had like right. their, their, their facial features uh -huh. just stood out to me. I'm like, yeah. wow, that's totally 80. Like, it just, yes. you're right. So they were casted perfectly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. They were casted perfectly, mm -hmm. which I thought was so awesome. Crazy good. I know. So, yeah. So go watch it, people. Check it out. Okay, Diana. Yes. So we know we love the Once Upon a Time with Ho in Hollywood. I want to know, if, what do you think about The Irishman? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, we talked about this before recording about, man, we both really appreciated this film very much. Mm -hmm. It's an epic crime film based on a non-fiction book called I Heard You Paint Houses. It is about Frank Sheeran, a hitman who works for a mobster and gets involved with teamster Jimmy Hoffa. Mm. So I had seen this a while back when it was uh, first released, but um, I was reminded again about how fascinating this movie is. I mean, to have Martin Scorsese at the helm directing these iconic actors, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. I mean, it's incredible. It is a work of art. Scorsese takes great care in getting the feel of that era, recreating a time in history. I mean, each of these actors are so immersed in their characters, you don't see them acting. In fact, you forget that they're regular people, you know, actors playing this part. I mean, I kept thinking that they were those parts. Mm -hmm. And then I had to separate and say, no. In real life, they act totally different. These are all characters, and they're just so good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And so I was just mesmerized. And so, you know, last night I watched a short Netflix special called The Irishman in Conversation. Oh, yeah. And it was Scorsese, Pacino, De Niro, Pesci. I love just saying their last names, by mm -hmm. the way. It's just so cool, right? And I loved hearing them talk about each other and how this film came about and using the CGI to take the years off their age. Because, you know, in this film, we see these actors at different ages throughout the film. And um, they were talking about how it took like three camera lenses to get it right. And it just reminded me how special this director and these actors are. And it was such a treat to watch this conversation and the movie itself. I know. And, you know, like, as I'm prepping for our um, meeting today, and I was actually surprised that I didn't see Robert De Niro's name um, for best actor. So that kind of... Nah, um, you're right. 
It's yeah. I was a little, I was really I was kind of disappointed because like I didn't I didn't realize who was being nominated. Like I didn't have the full list of nominations. Right. Yes. Until after I had seen The Irishman, uh-huh. and then I'm like, wait, where's Robert De Niro's name? I know, right? I'm sorry. Like watching it, I just thought that he would be nominated for best actor. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'm like, I know. Stunned. There's so many people that were left off, unfortunately. It's so hard, Then right? they need to have a bigger list. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and then we need to have more than one Oscar award so that we can uh, narrow yeah. it down. Yeah, I know. At least we all know where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, within the first five minutes of this movie, I knew that this was a monumental movie. So I did not even need my cell phone in my near anywhere near me. I didn't know what time it was. Yeah. I don't even want to check my notifications uh-huh. <laughs> because I was like, I need to pay attention to this. Uh-huh. Once uh-huh. I saw everybody there, I'm like, okay, I'm all in. Game on. The movie focused on an important on the importance of the influence these actors, these amazing actors have had on many fans and people over 40 plus years. I know. I thought of so many movies that I have seen from these actors from Raging Bull, Scarface, Casino, and Taxi Driver. If you have seen any of these movies, you will love the art of the Irishman because that's truly what it was. It was art. Mm-hmm. To see these actors all under one roof in a three-hour film was classic. To have the ability to tell a story visually and capture your audience is extremely creative and talented. I don't think anyone other than Martin Scorsese would have been able to pull this off. Yeah. He is truly remarkably talented, and I absolutely love this movie. I will watch it again someday when I have time. <laughs> Three more hours. I know. <laughs> and I want to read the book. Historically, there was research involved, and I'm amazed at the CGI to continue this graphic novel, which is a masterpiece. And don't forget Harvey Keitel. He was in this, too. I know there was a lot. Ray Romano was in it. Ray Romano. There was a bunch of more. So many people in this that were really good. We just named the, you know, three, you know, main people. Lead on, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of people. Yeah. So it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just, you know, even the the motion graphics in the movie, just like the graphic design meaning and like, you know, um, when you would they would introduce a new character and then they would tell tell you their name and how they died and when they died. Oh, yeah. Like, that was so. It, and, and their day. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he kept going to the um, the river or was it the river? Where yeah. Throw, yeah. Throw you throw the, the weapon weapons. and then they <laughs> go underwater and there's there. like thousands oh of guns down crazy. there. crazy. I know. That was so funny. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. It, you guys have to see this, you know, like. See it as uh, knowing you're seeing a piece of art, mm-hmm. you know, and appreciate it for that. Yeah. It was so good. I mean. Martin Scorsese, I mean, think of, like, how long he's been in this industry. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has been able to keep up with the times, modern times. I yeah. mean, he's CGIing characters. Right. And he had he had to really come to grips with that. That's why they did the three camera. If you listen to this, this is why they did the three camera thing. He waited because somebody brought it up to him about how to do this. And he didn't like how they were going to do it. They mm-hmm. used tennis balls or something like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, no, it looks no. funny. Yeah. no, no, I'm not going to do that. So this guy went back and... And says, oh, we could do it this way. We'll use three lenses, three cameras. It was pretty good. It was actually the best um, CGI, like human CGI that I've ever seen. Uh, Yeah, I didn't notice. Like, I, it wasn't like I said, oh, yeah, you could tell they aged that person. No, it, I thought. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I couldn't Like, when they were older, especially, I was like, I don't know which one, like, is he, like, what does Robert De Niro look like today? Because I couldn't tell. Yeah, I agree with you on that. When I saw them all three in the um, the Netflix special that I just saw last night, which is only 23 minutes, so everybody could watch this, mm-hmm. I didn't remember and realize that they were all in their upper 70s. I figured. It's crazy. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. And it just made me realize, oh, man, these guys are so iconic and so amazing and Oh, man, I don't know. It, it just kind of made me feel, I don't know. Raging Bull is black and white. Taxi Driver is black and white. Like, come on, you guys. I you know. Ha- you, I know, but crazy. you forget, right? Yeah. You forget. It's a long time. Yeah. These people, yeah. oh, you guys have to see this. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Yeah. 
uh, artists, all of them. Yeah. I was inspired by this. Just amazing. Yeah. So moving on, what other Oscar nominated films did you end up seeing, Diana? I saw 1917. Uh, this is an epic war film based on World War I about two British soldiers assigned to deliver a message to call off an attack that is a setup and could save 1,600 lives, including one of the soldier's brothers. I was so... you. I was so impressed with this movie. Hmm. Uh, the visual was beautiful and amazing. And Sam Mendes directed, co-wrote, and produced this film. And you can feel the passion and love for this film. It was dedicated to his grandfather, Alfred Mendes, who had told him his story of being a messenger for the British on the Western Front. What was amazing was that you follow these two young soldiers literally it appears to be a continuous shot mm. as they walk or run through the trenches, uh, through water, through the fields. I mean, you're with them. Oh, it's they, like a documentary. Sort of, but it looks like a real uh, movie, yeah. though. You know, it's not, doesn't... Well, you know what I mean. Like, yes. It's like he's holding the camera so that you can see yes, through his lens. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. And, and it doesn't stop. Like, you just mm -hmm. keep going and Ooh. going. And... Um, you, you know, you see all these dead bodies. Mm -mm. Like, yeah, as you're walking, like, they're running by and you see, like, people by the wayside. Yeah. It's, like, horrific. Oh you know, gosh. you're like, oh, my gosh. And um, I was so impressed with the choreography of this movie. I mean, mm. the timing, the set design, not one setting was the same. They always, they were moving. Like I said, you, you were with them on this trek of theirs. So... Why would there ever be the same setting, Set, right? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you went to this trench and you went to this office. No, you're on the field with them. You have to watch this just for that. I mean, mm. it's just so good. What other movie did Sam Mendes direct? Um, I know, but I right now I'm I I my mind is blank. But oh, I know, okay. um, American Beauty. Oh. Yeah, he's done others, but that one comes to mind. Nothing like this genre, though. This type of graphic I nature. Don't, I don't know, to tell you. I don't think so, maybe. Wow. I don't know. That's incredible. Yeah, we'd have to, like, look into that. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, I just thought it was amazing. I didn't know these actors, and they were amazing. George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman, uh, just these young actors. Mm. They just really captured me. Um, I thought they were amazing. I thought the direction was amazing. And I just thought the movie was amazing. So oh, I can't wait to see it. We were supposed to go on Saturday, but we um, were under the weather. So yeah. we didn't get to go. Well, it's but still going to be out, I'm sure. So I know. And it would be great to see it. I mean, sure. If, if you have to wait for it on video and that's the only way you can see it, then, you know, you watch it however you can. But if you can see it in the theaters, it would be, really be great. I might just have to drag yeah. all the kids with me and be like, come on, baby, let's go. Yeah, they should learn some history, right? You know? Well, I know Dominic would totally be into this. He, yeah. would, he would love to see this. Gemma might need my phone for a little while. But yeah, <laughs> I think it would be a, yeah, I, I can't wait to see this. 1917. Yep. Highly recommended. Two thumbs up. Woo! And what about you? Tell oh, me about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about. Joker. Well, we know that I love Joker, and we know that I love Joaquin Phoenix, but I cannot express enough how much I love this movie. Joaquin Phoenix, you know, he deserves to win the best actor, I believe. And I love what he was able to create within his character. Um, I never really understood the Joker until watching this movie. It was disturbing, artistic, the cinematography, the wardrobe, the casting. It was just setting the perfect tone. And you can imagine what that time was like as if it were just yesterday or if you were just there, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, the automobiles, the clothing, the simple propaganda was perfectly placed for this movie to hit a realistic trance. Like, that's what I felt like I was, like, wow. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought to myself, this is not the Gotham that I'm familiar with. Um, this seemed more like our society at that time or in their universe. It seems very real. Yeah. And I think that's how they were able to grab um, a lot of um, attention because it wasn't comic-y. 
it seem realistic? Like this is a real person going through these real things and how did they get there? So this was not like any other adaptation that I have ever seen, which I do so love as well. Um, is the other the other movies that I've seen, and um, the main thing about this movie that I feel inside me is how Arthur Fleck was hurting inside mm. so badly, which led him to doing the bad things that he did. I never want to see people in pain, and I truly. And truly, this character was suffering in agony. Yeah. I absolutely fell in love with Arthur because I wanted to reach into the screen and lend him a helping hand. Please watch this movie. Anyone can feel real emotion after watching this. Todd Phillips directed this movie, and it was the highest grossing R-rated film in the box office of all time. One billion dollar box office, which took fifty million dollars budget. Mm. So they went, they made way more. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. Yeah. Um. So I would say Joaquin Phoenix. You know, it just says it all. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like who just goes and makes a dollar out of fifteen cents? Yeah. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> So you saw Little Women. I did. I just saw this not too long ago. And it's Greta Gerwig's version of Louisa May Alcott's novel. And it's an amazing movie. I really appreciated that the film was told in two timelines. Mm. It would flip from present day to a few years back. Oh, I love that. And she used different palettes for the distinction, which was really cool. And, of course, the movie tells of the four March sisters and what their aspirations are and how they're different from each other and how they struggle with each other at times and their roles as women. But in the end, they're still sisters who love each other. And it stars Saoirse Ronan as Joe, the writer, and Florence Pugh as Feisty Amy, the painter. She was nominated, by the way. Mm. Uh, well, so so was... Um, Saoirse Ronan. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma Watson as Meg, the homemaker, and Eliza Scanlon as Beth, the pianist. Oh. Uh, Laura Dern um, as their mother, and Meryl Streep as Aunt March. Oh, they meet again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I know, right? I was yeah. thinking the same thing. <laughs> and uh, Timothy Chalamet as Laurie, and I mm. love Timothy Chalamet. He's one of those actors, too. It's like, you know, Adam Driver, how you just keep watching yeah. all these things, and now I'm like, Timothy Chalamet, everything. He's so young, but I'm I know. just like, oh, I love him in this. And He's I adorable. love him in that. And I just yeah. love so many things. So, mm-hmm. you know, this movie was really beautifully done and it moved me. It really moved me. Oh, I can't um, wait to see it. There was one part because I went with my son and his girlfriend and I realized that, you know, art's a for interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. So I felt a certain way about a certain part, but, you know, one of them did not agree with me. <laughs> can, can we talk about this part? <laughs> well, it was the part where... Um, I don't want to give too much away. So there's a little spoiler alert for anybody who, who you know, doesn't know this part. Yeah. Uh, it'll just be a minute. But um, so Joe's a writer, right? So she's always writing, mm-hmm. you know, her calligraphy on paper. And so she takes her book and she puts it in her drawer, hides it away. And her sister... Okay, so she's going to a party, a dance with um, her sister, um, Meg, who's Mm -hmm. Emma Watson, Mm because they're the two older sisters. Mm -hmm. And Amy, who's the feisty one, wants to go, too. Mm -hmm. But she can't go. She's the younger sister. And these two sisters are going with Lori and another gentleman, and they're going to a dance. And But, you know, Amy doesn't like that she's not going, and she gets mad. And so the girls take off. So what does Amy go and do? She goes and she goes through the drawer and she finds the book that she's writing and she sits by the fire and she joyfully puts each page into the fire. I'm not kidding, Brooke. I had tears coming down my face. Tears coming down my face because and to me, it's your writing. You can never get those words back. You can't. I mean, it, it. this is back in the 1800s, right? So you've put your passion onto paper. And for someone to do that, I was like, the tears are coming down my face. And I was like, oh, my God, you know. That's but true. the other side of it was 
you know, I was being told, well, you know, she's a young girl and she was really mad because she didn't get to go. And I'm like, yeah, so what? She's got, you know, people can't go to everything they want. Mm -hmm. You don't go destroying other people's stuff because of it. And I just, I just thought it was a horrible thing to do to your sister. So, and, you know, I was told it was just a sisterly thing that was done. So they didn't understand the importance of the writing. No. And I think that's where the difference was, because to me, I know not, I mean, I'm not a writer, but you can't just go burn somebody's manuscript. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate everybody's art Mm -hmm. and for somebody's art to be or their work or their Mm -hmm. passion to be oh dear ruined it was oh oh my gosh well shoot thankfully all my writing is in the cloud (laughs) i've got it backed up somewhere watch the cloud disappears where is it right i I wish i had pen and paper get it back (laughs) no one would ever destroy my work Uh, so anyways there's so much more than that, but that was just one moment. Yeah, that, that, you got to point out those little things, though. Yeah. You have to really, that wasn't yeah. a little thing, that was a big thing. But you have to look and yeah. you have to analyze those things. Yeah, so it yeah. moved me and I and I loved it. So yeah. watch this, Little Women, Greta Gerwig's version. So, and again, they were saying how she should have been in the director, best director, but she wasn't nominated. Just uh, her movie was, but not her as a director, so... Mm. Bummer. And so, tell me about Parasite. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, we just watched it last night. Because, actually, I thought that you had already watched it. Uh So, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch it so that we could talk about it today. I... I only know so much about it initially. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to tell Gabriel. Because he wanted to watch it, too. Uh um, My eldest son. And um, he was like, stop talking, Mom. Don't tell me anymore. And I was just like going off the trailer. Like, I don't yeah. know anything about it. I was like, uh-huh. well, and the trailer looks like this because Dominic wanted to know. Um, and he was like, is it a zombie movie? And I'm like, no, it's not. I don't think so. And anyway, um, we ended up watching it last night. And it's directed by Bong Joon-ho. And he actually wrote the story and co-wrote the screenplay. And that this movie has already been nominated for many awards, including right. SAG. Mm-hmm. And it actually won a Golden Globe Award for being the best foreign language film and it's the third highest grossing south korean film wow mm-hmm. i know yeah. i know it's doing some doing amazing yeah so i watched this with gabriel last night and i was looking forward to seeing this film the trailer looked subtle and mysterious yeah. and i thought you know it reminded me of a psychological thriller and instantly i was thinking of the movie us and um, I really look forward to seeing this as a foreign film. I'm like, ooh, I like watching foreign films. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, so the display of the two worlds in this Korean poverty and wealth, it was surprising that all the details that create such a divide amongst a shared world. So just going from two worlds in the same country, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we have that here, but everything kind of looks like in our South Bay area. We don't really have two worlds. Right. They do. Okay. And so um, the story of the two families uh, coming together had me thinking, well, you know, something a little weird is going to happen. And it just kept getting better and better. There were moments that we laughed and moments that we were shocked. But what I enjoyed the most was the originality and the creativity of the story. Uh-huh. The title of the movie is perfect, Parasite. And you understand why it is titled that. Parasites need a host in order to live, grow, and multiply. So without giving too much of the movie away, please rent this movie or see it in a theater. Because I, I just checked it. It's still in some theaters. Uh-huh. It's a trip. Because you... Like, you don't really expect this movie to take that turn. Mm-hmm. And eventually it does, because you're waiting for it to happen, because it looks very mysterious. Yeah. And then the, even the um, the movie poster makes you kind of wonder, like, well, is that a body? Did somebody die? Like, because oh the movie poster, yeah. you see, it's like, it was so creative. And all the little details, like their little hot sauce packet was a reference to something else. Um Talking about poverty, like their bathroom in the poverty world. You, you'll understand, like, what the heck? 
what I don't understand this bathroom situation going yeah. on and then uh-huh. and then just going to the wealth you're like whoa what this is I was in shock like you know and it's just a movie like I'm not even my feet are not even in their on their land yeah and it's it's so interesting to just see um, another country and how they um, are able to create this amazing story mm-hmm it was, it was like, I, I had a dream. I, I can't even say. speechless? I am. I was like, my thoughts and my dream, I was just like, I kept referencing this movie. Like, I was like sleeping with my eyes partially open. Yeah. Because I kept thinking about the movie throughout my sleep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son and his girlfriend went to see this. They mm-hmm. really liked it mm-hmm. a lot. Trippy, you guys. That's, that's why I think you thought I saw it, because I'm like, okay, they really liked this. Yeah. They liked this. They preferred this to uh, Little Women. This was very artistic. Yeah, I, they are into that, so they're like, "Okay, we really like this." Yeah, so. it, and it was, it was, it was actually genius, and it was funny, you know. So there's like a like there's a mix of everything in there, mm-hmm. but you just when you watch it, pay attention to all the details while reading the subtitles. Okay. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm a little worried about. I'm like, ah, that's why I need to watch it at home so I can pause, yeah, yeah. go wait, back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think so that you're going to enjoy it. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have I have another question. Uh-huh. Which film do you think will win the Oscar for Best Picture? Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God. We've got, for Best Picture, we're nominating Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Oh, man. You know, I... I want to see Ford and Ferrari too. I just realized um, I know, that's we didn't another get to. movie, yeah, that I want to see. I wanted to see Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. So I've seen most of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I think those are the only two we haven't watched between us two, right? As Ford and Ferrari and Jojo Rabbit. I think, but between us two, we've seen all the others. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to say. I'm going to say I think it's going to be 1917 because for Sam Mendes to write this story and shoot, I think it's because it's the way it's shot. It is shot. So I've never seen another movie like this ever before. And I think that that's a feat in itself. And so while I love so many of the other movies, like Little Women, I'd watch again. Because it's just something I get, right? It's women, it's sisters, it's, you know, about love and and just, you know, being a woman. And so I really appreciate it. And it's that movie I'd watch again. But And the marriage story was so good between Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was so fun. Um, and then Irishman was so iconic with everybody in it. But I really, for me... I just think 1917 was something that I was unexpected. I didn't think that I would be as captured as I was by it. And I just thought the filming of it was extraordinary. And so that's who I think. Okay. I can't wait to see it. Should win the Oscar. So, like, I'm going to be traveling through time. Once I see 1917, then I might change my thought. But my thought of who I think is going to win. I'm going for the Irishman. Yeah. I think um, for me, the Irishman, because you got the director, you got the cast, you have the um, uh, set design and all what implements the set, the cars, the wardrobe, the um, the CGI. uh, You have the novel. The story, right? Right. Um, so I would say, like, the umbrella policy of yeah. a motion picture. Yeah. I think they, they killed it. Um, and I want to see them win because I don't know when I'll ever see them win again. I know. I know. Like I you get said, that. they're in I, their I 70s. Get it. And I just want even Mar- Martin Scorsese because he is, um, you know, he's written so and directed so many 
um, influential films. Yes. I just think that they need to go out with the big bang. bang. Yeah, I get it. I totally so, get that. And I'm, I, I tend to be that way sometimes too. Like you really want, you know, someone who's really kind of paid their dues, you yeah. know, in this film this industry, world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the research involved to like come up with, oh, let's talk about this. Yeah. Like that doesn't just come out of nowhere, right? Like, where did yeah. he get this? You know, it's like, what's my next project? Like, how long did it? So there's just so much involved that I know nothing about. But as a <laughs> as a fan and a viewer and a supporter and the um the, for the love of art and film, I'm going for um, the Irishman. You know, any of these films that win is so well deserved I this just, year it's it's tough right yeah it's tough it's like, yeah they're so good uh-huh. so there's so many good films being made and that's so exciting i love that we have all the streaming that we do i Thank love goodness. all the yeah. content that people are putting out i love that all these actors and directors and crew people are able to work there was a, a little while there where it seemed like oh you know, people aren't going to the theaters anymore and and movies. I don't know. I just felt like you needed a big budget to make these movies. But uh, I just love film. And so I'm so happy to live in this day and age where I we know. can see the this work and from everybody. It. Yeah. Um, I know I did text you earlier because it's been like kind of weighing on me that um I didn't see El Camino in anything. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. In any of these categories. And I was like, oh, I wonder if El Camino is going to make it, you know. And then you had explained to me that they didn't, um, it wasn't a theatrical right. th- theatrical release. Right. Which I didn't even know what that was until you told me. Uh-huh. But I think if there was no such thing of a theatrical release and it was just like, what movie did you enjoy best right. in 2019? Yeah. I think El Camino would have been up there. Too. Yeah. Because of the work that they did for the series and then to make a motion picture and to make it that good of a motion picture, I, I was pretty impressed by it. And so I was disappointed that it was not nominated, but now I understand why. Right. So if if you haven't seen El Camino, you don't have to see the Breaking Bad series. You just need to see El Camino. Um, and then you'll probably want to see the Breaking Bad series. Cause I keep telling Gabriel, watch El Camino. You don't have to watch Breaking Bad to see it. I think he would he would still enjoy it because they yeah. did the little recap. Right. Yes. So true. Yeah. So. So everybody, don't forget to watch the Oscars on Sunday, February 9th. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend we would love more members of our TV club. If you could do us a big favor and rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, we really need your feedback. Thank you. We would love you for that. We would love you anyways, but... (laughs) yeah. We love you so much more. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we'll be uploading a new episode Tuesday, March 3rd. (laughs) Our next show will be on The Walking Dead. Woo! Season 10, Episode 9. Yes! You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye!